0: Good morning, and welcome to episode 235 of the podcast. It's Jessica. Thanks for tuning in today for today's episode. Today on the show, we're talking about birth stories. (laughs) Birth stories are so personal and sacred and unique to each and every woman. And whether you had a birth story and a birth plan that unfolded like you thought it would, whether it went much different, That is not the point. What your birth looked like, the details, that is not what matters. What matters is that it was your experience. And it is an experience that you will take with you and that will really impact you or can impact you your whole life. And for people that love hearing other people's birth stories and everything, today's show is for you. I'm talking to Julie Toby, the founder of The Birth Journal. She found that through her own birth experience and from hearing from her friends, people really were desperate to document their birth stories in a tangible, memorable way. And so she created this journal of sorts with prompts and it's kind of like a baby book, but for your birth experience. So today, Julie's going to share about her motherhood journey, her birth experience, and how she came to create this product, the birth journal, what she's hearing from moms who are now recording. and. Going back over their birth stories, just celebrating them. So, regardless of what your birth looked like, it is beautiful and important because it is yours. So, let's get to my conversation with Julie Toby. All right, I want to welcome Julie Toby to the show. Hi, Julie. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you?
1: Good, good. So glad to be talking with you.
0: Tell everybody where you're sitting right now. <laughs> I'm sitting in my closet. <laughs> That's where the best sound is. You have a nice soundproof room. It's perfect. Yes. It's so good. And other than in your closet, where am I speaking to you from today?
1: So I am in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Okay. Did you know
0: I lived there? Have you heard me speak about that?
1: Yeah. I love Ann Arbor. it's It's a great place to be for sure. It
0: really is. We miss it all the time. I love game day Saturdays and everybody wearing their maize and blue in the grocery stores. and It's just so fun.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a fun place. It
0: is. Well, I'm really thrilled to be chatting with you today. I know that becoming a mom, the actual delivery process, the birth stories, it's a really personal and special and unique experience that some people really love sharing about and really love hearing about from other women. And that's the topic we're going to be covering today. Yeah. yeah, so I love birth stories. Yay. Me too. Me too. And cause you always think like, well, this happened to me. Am I the only one? And why didn't anyone tell me this could happen? Or, you know, these types of right. things. And, and it does make you feel really kind of vulnerable, but then you realize, yeah, there's a lot of similarities that are, you know, hard things that happen or really awesome, beautiful things that happen. So it's just fun to hear about everyone's experiences.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: So fun. Well, will you tell me a little bit about you and your family and your background?
1: Yeah. So in Michigan, like I said, I was born and raised in Michigan, been here pretty much my whole life except for a few little stints here and there while I was in college. And my background kind of had me starting on what I kind of call the straight and narrow kind of, you know grow up in the suburbs, go to college, go to graduate school, get a job, get married. I married my college sweetheart, and we started a family, and that's kind of the path I was on, and that was that's super abbreviated, uh, but throughout all of that, I always kind of had this kind of fantasized view of being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. but figured I was way too risk averse to ever do it. So that was kind of not something I really thought I would do until I became a mom. And then I thought, if this is something I'm ever going to want to try, now's the time when my baby's still little. And so I did. And I uh, became a wedding planner and I had a wedding planning and floral design business for four years. And did that while maintaining a day job. And it was a lot, but it was a lot of fun. Right. And kept doing that. And then that changed when I had my son and being away for weddings felt much different. It felt like I was leaving my family when before, if I was gone all day, it felt like, okay, my daughter and my husband could have a daddy-daughter day and my plate was just too full for me to do all those things well or to enjoy it. I wasn't enjoying all of my my hats as much because there were too many of them. Hmm. So then I let the wedding planning business go and now I'm here uh, with my two kiddos, and I also left my day job, so I'm not doing that either, and launched a passion project, which is very much related to birth stories, so that's why we're kind of on that thinking about birth stories here, and I've just, I've loved them for so, so long.
0: Oh, so awesome. Can we talk a little bit about when you decided to leave the jobs that you initially really loved and really fulfilled you? Sometimes when you become a mom and you feel conflicted, like you feel guilty leaving your family, and you feel like you're doing nothing well anymore because you're spread too thin. How did you kind of work through those, those feelings and any guilt that you felt, and then how did you feel okay just releasing, okay, I'm in a new season. I can, I can let go of that job that I used to love and used to fill me up, but now I'm just in a different space.
1: Yeah. So I found that I wasn't my best when I was with my kids and that was the number one sign to me that it was time to make a change. Mm -hmm. So some of my wedding work was done in the evenings and I found that there would be times when I was rushing through bath or rushing through bedtime so that I could then be ready for a call with a wedding client or something like that. And it just, it didn't sit well with me that I was rushing through my time with my kids who are my primary purpose even though it was work that I loved it just didn't feel right and so I I thought about it for a long time it was probably a year in the making this idea to really do a big shift and close the wedding planning business and then eventually leave a day job and it just all came down to what would I look what would I think if I looked back on this time what would I want to be able to say and um, you know, h- how would it feel to kind of keep going at this pace? And ultimately it, it didn't feel right. It just didn't sit well. And, uh, you know, my intuition was just saying it's time to make a change.
0: Hmm. That is such a wise question. What would I think to look back on this time? Because at the time, sometimes you feel like so in survival mode, you don't even have an accurate picture of what's going on. You're just doing everything based on what has to be done and then frenetic emotions, right? Right. But, in five years, to look back on that time and be like, I pushed through and I stayed with the wedding planning business and I made it happen because I didn't want to give it up. And But then you realized your kids didn't really know the best version of you. That's a sad loss to realize so many years beyond. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And it wasn't a constant. Like It wasn't like I was constantly frenzied and constantly feeling like, I was kind of slighting them, but it was enough where it was like, yeah, this is, I don't, I don't feel good about this and I won't feel good about it looking back. Yeah. So I definitely had to be able to kind of do the, the step back and evaluate things.
0: I'm proud of you. Way to go. That's hard to do. (laughs) I think that's a really big deal. And I think a lot of women, and, and the same thing can go when you, let's say you quit the job to stay home because you feel like that's the right thing and you're not showing up in your best way then and you feel a longing to go to work and you feel like it can it can be in any scenario but how are you showing up best for your kids it might mean working outside the home it might mean stepping back from that job it doesn't matter what the logistics look like but for you how can you be the best mom for your kids that's it yes
1: and and I completely agree, because for someone else, it might have been, you know what, this work fuels me so much, and I love these calls that I'm doing at 8 p.m., yes. that I am super pumped and energized throughout bath, because I'm going to do this call. And mm-hmm. that wasn't how it was for me. Right. And so it was, you know, could have been different for someone else, for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And so have you always been passionate about birth stories, and kind of how did, how did your births go?
1: Yeah, so when I think back about it, you know, my mom always shared little snippets of her birth stories. I don't know them from start to finish. That we're we're gonna change that though with my mom. I wanna know mine from start to finish. Um but I think when I look back, that was really the beginning of my awe with birth, was my mom talking about her own experiences. So then when I was pregnant, part of my just birth preparation was reading birth stories and I became a little bit obsessed. I just found them so powerful, emotional and practical. I just learned so much. So that's kind of where my, my kind of obsession with birth stories came from was when I was expecting my daughter. Um, then when I think about my own birth stories, they're some of my most vivid memories. Uh, they're so clear in my mind parts are fuzzy, but for the most part, my births are pretty crystal clear. I had pretty good births. There was a little bit of um, a traumatic birth experience with my daughter, who is my first birth. But other than that, they were pretty smooth. I feel pretty lucky about that. Um, And they were just incredible. Just the most amazing thing to physically feel a baby being born from my body. It's just, it's incredible. And so I've, I've always had this thing for birth stories, um, kind of going back to my mom sharing, even though at the time I didn't know, I didn't know that they were going to impact me the way that it did.
0: Sure. And do you find too, when people are sharing birth stories, um, that if it didn't go quite the way they thought it would go, there is some, I guess, shame around it. Do you hear that?
1: I think sometimes there are some people I know who do feel that way and really wish that they could go back and have things differently. Not, not of their own, not because they think that they did something wrong, but just Mm -hmm. they wish it could have played out in a different way. And there are other people I know who've said, you know what, this wasn't exactly what I wanted, but I needed to do X, Y, and Z to get the baby out. And I'm at peace with it. So I, I know people who feel both both ways about it
0: yeah and I think it's so important to realize no matter what your story is whether it looked exactly like you thought it was gonna go which really does it ever really go <laughs> just like yeah. you thought it was gonna go I was in labor for so long and it hurt so much and women that say that with an epidural it was pain-free I'm like what was wrong with my three epidurals like I felt <laughs> so much of it but anyway so that's a whole other thing but I need to write about it clearly I need to work through this <laughs> but I just think it's so cathartic to write down things, to talk about these stories. Cause I think it does help you to process. It doesn't matter if it looked a certain way, if it ended in a C-section, if your baby was breached, if there was things that were scary or traumatic, what matters is what you do with that story and the way you view it going forward. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah I had a friend and we were talking about writing, birth stories. And she said something like, Oh, well, I think mine are kind of too boring. And then right as she said it, she started laughing. And she said something like, but that's not the point, right? And I'm like, No, (laughs) that's not the point. It doesn't have to be flashy or not flashy or boring or on a farm or in a hospital (laughs) bed. Like it doesn't matter. It's your birth story. It's how you birthed. It's how your baby came into the world. And it's, it's worthy of you writing it down for sure.
0: Totally. Why do you think people are so fascinated by other people's birth stories?
1: You know, I think it's something that connects us. Mm. Um, because, if you decide to have a baby or want to have a baby and you've gone through the process or if you think you might want to go through the process, it's just something that we can bond over that we all somehow got that baby out, whether mm-hmm. it was with an epidural or with a doctor doing a C-section or vaginal without medication, whatever it is, we all got that baby out. And so there's just some, some bonding that can happen over yeah. those stories.
0: And so you created the birth journal.
1: Tell me about yes. the birth journal. So it started with me thinking about my own birth stories. And I typed them initially when my babies were each just a couple weeks old. I knew with my obsession with birth stories that I would want to record them, and I typed them. And then when I reflected back on my birth story writing experience, it was really uninspired. I kind of sat at my computer, clunked them out on the keyboard. They sat in Word docs on the computer, and that was that. And I started to think about if I ever wanted to share those with my kids in a physical form, you know, not telling them their stories, which I do as well, and I've told my daughter some of hers, but if I wanted to give her her birth story to hang on to, I would be handing her a stapled print-off Word doc. Hmm. And I thought, that's not really beautiful (laughs) and not that it's about physical beauty but I wanted to give her something that I had sat down and written and poured over and it flowed from my core in my handwriting across the page and I wanted to have a more connected experience to actually writing my birth story so I went back and I journaled them and I wrote about them with my hands I think about handwriting and the handwriting that I would recognize anywhere and one of those people is my mom And if I could read about the day that I was born in her handwriting written when she was in her 20s, I would cry my eyeballs out. Um, And so I wanted to be able to give that to my kids. And so I created the birth journal. So this dedicated space for moms to connect with their story, journal about their birth experience, and have some guidance along with it because blank pages can be overwhelming to some people. Mm. And so the journal contains a little bit of guidance to kind of get moms in that birth story space of mind, think about what they might want to write about uh, to kind of get the story flowing for them.
0: Oh, I love that so much. And and I feel like I do the same thing through words um, and through the audio portion of that. And some people are more prone towards writing. Some people love talking about it. It's really just what medium you want to tell your story through. And I think either way, yeah. it's just such a gift to your kids, to your family, to your posterity, all of these things, and to yourself to really process through that and think about the special, the most special times of your life.
1: Yes. And and when I think about that, kind of how you said for yourself, I think ultimately writing your birth story, in my, in my mind, and other people might feel differently, but first and foremost, it's for you. It's for the mom to process that experience, mm. journal it. And then I do plan to share them with my kids. So then to be able to share it with them in a beautiful way, um, I I think that's a part of it too. But some people might choose not to. They yeah. might just want to write their birth story for them and have that be it. And that's great too. Yeah. Um, kind of no right or wrong about it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes there's a lot of societal pressure when it comes to childbirth, doing it a certain way. What would you say to a mom that's feeling insecure about their story or wants to express it, but yeah, to the mom that feels like it's too boring, <laughs> what what would you say to them?
1: Oh, uh, I would just say there let like, birth is birth. There is no wrong way. There's no right way. It is just your birth experience. And in that moment you and your body and your baby did what they needed to do for the baby to be born and and that's that. I don't think our stories have to be they're pretty miraculous already. When mm-hmm. you think about everything that goes into uh kind of a baby being born, it's pretty miraculous. Uh but this idea of it being boring or not, it's it's really just kind of experiencing your story and and, and writing it down. And there really is no right way or wrong way about it. Yeah. Well, it's
0: your story. Like, it's special to you. And that's the only person it needs to matter to. And guaranteed, it will matter to your kids, too. It really will. It really will. I just love that so much. So so basically, the birth journal is kind of like a baby book for you in this experience, right?
1: Yes. And focused on birth. Okay. Uh, where I think like a baby book can cover, sometimes baby books go, you know, Years. newborn to age five sure. or something like that. But it's for the mom to really process her birth story and something that a mom can go back to. Hmm. So it doesn't have to be a one and done. I sat down, I wrote my story, that's it. Yeah. I think about my birth with my daughter, I wouldn't say often, but, th- but it's still something I think about. She's almost six And when I was pregnant with my son, it was a few weeks before he was born. And I started to ask my husband about, I had hemorrhaged after my daughter was born. And I was asking him a little bit about it. And um, I asked him how long I was out of the room because they took me to an operating room. How long was I gone from the baby? And he said, oh, I don't know, maybe two, two and a half hours And I said, What? (laughs) I was gone for two and a half hours in all the time of processing that that birth trauma. I never thought to ask how long I'd been gone. Hmm. And it was almost as if I experienced it again. And I so I I wrote about it. And that was part of my birth story. And so this idea that our birth stories have to be one and done is something that I also hope women can kind of explore through the birth journal that Your birth doesn't just impact you in those first couple of weeks. It might be something you think about for a long time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I just love that so much. How would you say becoming a mom has changed you and shaped you as a person?
1: Well, when I think back, what's kind of crazy is to think that I've only been a mom for like less than six years because in some ways it feels like I've always been a mom. Yeah. And so when I think of it that way, I don't think that it changed my my core being, um, I know a lot of people say, Oh, you'll become a mom and it'll change you for sure. And so I'm sure in some ways it has, what I think it changed me in the most is I think it changed me as a daughter. So there'll be times when I'm in my daughter's room at three 30 in the morning and I'll have a flash of my mom and think there were nights when she held me at three 30 in the morning. Wow. Mm. Or I think about how much I wanted my babies and think, My parents wanted me. They really had a time when they thought about getting pregnant and having a baby. And so it really caused me to look at my parents differently and to look at myself. It it, it changed me more as a daughter than as a person,
0: I think. That's a really interesting response. But I do love that increased appreciation for your own mom and the sacredness of the mundane, right? It's not about, gosh, when we went to Disney World that one time, that was really amazing of mom. But it's her getting up with you in the middle of the night. And then Mm -hmm. do you treat those experiences so differently then as well when you get up in the middle of the night with your child?
1: Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I I just think about um, this is where I'm meant to be. I know that sounds really kind of cliche, but it's – I'm needed at 3.30 in the morning, so I'm here. Mm. Um, And it's interesting you mentioned Disney because we went to Disneyland this past summer. Oh, no shame on Disney. Yeah. That's awesome, too. (laughs) I know. Oh, no. But it's funny because on the way in in the car to the airport, I said to my husband, vacation doesn't start when we get to Disney. This is all part of it. Mm. So I wanted to be mindful that we weren't teaching our kids that vacation starts when we get there and when we see Mickey or a princess or something like that, that it's how we be like, not behave in a behavioral way, but how do we feel at the airport? Are we feeling stressed? Are we rushing through security? Are we, so we were trying to be mindful of enjoying all of it, Hmm. even the drive to the airport. (laughs) So that's kind of been something we say, like life doesn't start when you get to Disney.
0: It's all yeah. and that is true for any season of life, anything you're anticipating, anything you're waiting on. Sometimes we think the joy will come after, right, or when when we get there, and that's right. not true. Like there's joy to be found right this second, um, and there's moments to be had with your child and moments of connection and memories right where you are. I love that. Yes. That's so awesome. I completely agree. So where can people find you online? Where can they get a birth journal? This is so exciting for you.
1: Yes, it's really exciting. So the website is super easy. It's Mm thebirthjournal.com. And on Instagram, I'm thebirthjournal. Okay. And if anyone wanted to connect by email, they could email me too, which is julie at thebirthjournal.com.
0: Perfect. I love it. Well, I always ask my guests one final question, and it's this. What would you tell your pre-motherhood self?
1: I would tell myself not to attach to any ideas about how I think I'll be as a mom. Hmm. Instead, become a mom and figure it out with your baby. Because there are things that I thought I would do, or that I wouldn't do, or that I would parent in a certain way, and. You just don't know until you're in it. That's what I would tell myself.
0: Oh, I told myself my kids would never have their noses running like faucets like other parents. Like, how can they have crusted boogers under their nose? Like, isn't that mom paying attention? Wipe your kid's nose. Why do their noses never stop running? Nobody told me that.
1: Right. Yeah. It's, you know, as well, especially in Michigan, yes. you know, runny noses for about six months out of the year.
0: Totally. I know. It's so different once they're yours and they never leave. And it's such... A special, special role that we play, thank you so much for sharing about the birth journal and for sharing about your own motherhood experience. I hope that people that are interested in documenting in this way will pick one up,
1: yeah, me too. I think it can just it's a really great to sit down and get a pen and write your story and the birth journal being a dedicated space is makes it makes it super easy to do well and
0: it's kind of like a form of self-care right if you're thinking like this means a lot to me but you're not sure how to you know implement more self-care in your life write about these experiences get a birth journal write your own stories and your own memories and your personal history and stuff that can be such a great way to really fill up your own cup
1: Yes, yeah. yes, I love
0: that. Love it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Julie. Go blue.
1: Yeah, go blue. Thank you.
0: I thought that was such a great episode on the heels of Rachel Nielsen's episode from Tuesday where she talked about writing as a cathartic and therapeutic type process for your life. And and your birth experience is definitely one of those memorable, defining moments in your life. And you want to make sure that those memories and those lessons that you learned – that it's all recorded and documented so that you can look back on it, your children can look back on it, and everyone can can learn from that experience and really relish in the joy of that. So I'm um, going to have everything linked over at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. You can see pictures of Julie. You can get links to where the birth journal is. This would make a great, great Mother's Day gift for next year. <laughs> it would make a great baby shower gift for a new mom. I just love when we're encouraged to write or document our stories, whether it's using our voices or the written word. I think that is just so beautiful. So, thanks, Julie, for being on the show. If you don't already follow me, you can do that at Jessica Three on Instagram or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I am so thrilled to be bringing you next week's guest, Jessica Lamb is coming on. Jessica is better known as Skip to My Luca over on Instagram, where she talks about her sweet son Luca who has special needs so she talks about her own experience and her family but also she's a special education teacher so she has a depth of knowledge and wisdom beyond what most of us have. And so whether you have a child with special needs or you are somebody like me who wants to know more about what somebody with a child's special needs might be experiencing in their day to day life, how to support families like that, how to have more compassion this is the episode for you. She's going to talk specifically about her motherhood journey and the lessons that she's learned, but then she's going to be coming back on to answer some specific questions in terms of parenting children with special needs, behavioral type things that really relate across the gamut for all children. And she's just incredible. So I cannot wait to share that interview with you. You are going to love it. So make sure you're subscribed on iTunes. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you so, so much for leaving reviews. It means so much and I just love you guys. So thanks for tuning into the podcast today and we'll see you next week for another episode with another extraordinary mom. Bye.